Father, we believe that there's no other name that is given by which men may be saved apart from the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at that name. Knees bow for that name. We thank you for giving us the name of Jesus. We thank you for the power that's in the name of Jesus. We thank you because this year mountains will move for us as we call the name of Jesus. We thank you because Jordan will part for us as we call the name of Jesus. Thank you for issues that will be resolved supernaturally as we call the name of Jesus. So we acknowledge your presence here this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you because you are here. Accept our worship today. Bless this gathering. Breathe over your word. Let it minister grace to every hearer. Let no one remain the same again this morning. Pray for everyone joining this service online. Let your presence and your hand rest upon them wherever they may be. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' precious name. One more time this morning, will you bless the name of Jesus and appreciate him. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. I'm sharing the message this morning that I've titled Strength to Take New Territories. Strength to Take New Territories. This year, we have a word from the Lord that God is making us stronger. And in the time of strength, you need to appropriate the strength. You need to be sure of what the strength is meant for and appropriate it. That's why I'm sharing this morning. Strength to take new territories. Strength to take new territories. In taking new territories, I'm going to get into the word a bit, in a bit. In taking new territories, one thing that is very, very important for us to understand is that we are stepping into the unknown. We're stepping into the unknown. And when you are stepping into the unknown, one critical factor that you have to contend with is information. Information. Information becomes very critical when you're stepping into the unknown, stepping into a new level, stepping, you know, taking a new territory. You need information. So in Numbers 13, we see a situation where Moses, the leader of Israel, as at that time, decided to send people based on God's instruction. In Numbers 13 from verse 1, the Bible says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man. Everyone a leader among them. Everyone a leader among them. But send them. Send a leader from each tribe. We need information. So send them to spy the place. It's it's about time to take a new territory. But we need information. So information is very critical when it comes to taking new territories. The downside of this subject matter, information, is that it can stop you from taking the territory. It's not about the territory. The information that you have about the territory can become 
your greatest hindrance to stepping up. Yeah. You know, some people want to start a business. Let me bring it home right now. Taking territories, start a new business, go into a new industry. Some of the first things you do is to ask questions. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine wanted to start all age business. And then he came to my office many years ago and we were discussing. And but he told me, he said, Pastor, ah, but everything I'm hearing about this business, in fact, some people said the business has sent them back to their village. That the truck, they will just lie to you that the truck is somewhere and it's not there and you know this. And that was the time where the downstream oil and gas sector was starting to bloom, you know, bloom and people were moving into it and looking at where to enter from. And many people were entering from the oil side and getting burnt. My friend said, the last person I spoke to said he had six trucks before now and he has sold everything and he's still indebted. It's at that point that you look at somebody and say, are you trying to take this territory just because other people have tried or are doing well there or do you have a word from the Lord about the territory? Somebody say with me this morning. So, Moses sent 12 spies. Go and check out this place. See what is there. And bring back a report. Bring back a report of the place. This morning we're also going to be speaking to the issue of report. You know, I'm talking about information and report. Somebody may be sitting down right now listening to me. You have a report from a doctor. You have a report from the business plan. Yeah. And they say the kind of money that you need if you're going to have a smooth entry runs into, you know, X, Y, Z amount. And now you have thought about all your family lineage and all the assets, yeah, including land in the village and everything. It's not just adding up. And you're thinking, this thing... (laughs) This thing is not going to work. Isaiah 53, when you read verse 1, very instructive, Isaiah 53 and verse 1. I want you to follow me very carefully this morning. Isaiah 53 and verse 1, the Bible says, Isaiah asking a question, he said, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the harm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed our report? The report you believe is very vital to what harm will be stretched out to you. And when the harm of the Lord is stretched out to you, it talks about the help that only God can give. It presupposes that for you to receive divine help and divine assistance, you have to be able to process information very well. Yeah. And choose which report you will believe. Is somebody following me this morning? So the process of taking new territory starts internally. It begins with the ability to believe. The ability to believe. And the ability to choose which report you will believe. The ability to believe. In Numbers 13, when you read verse 30 and 31, someone believed a report. Can you put that up for me quickly? Numbers 13, verse 30 and 31. Then 
Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31 says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. They are stronger than we. When God says this year is making us stronger, it means that we are, like I was preaching last Sunday, made stronger than the adversary. The only thing that can keep us at the same level is which report we choose to believe. Which report we choose to believe. Let's discuss factors to consider when taking new territories. One, the accurate interpretation of available information. The accurate interpretation of available information. So, there were two interpretations of the scouts' accounts. Two interpretations. In Numbers 13 there, there are two interpretations for the account of the, the, the scout. When Moses sent them out to check out the new territory, 12 people went. Two people came back with a kind of report. Ten others gang together and deliver their own report. So we saw one in Numbers 13, verse 30, Caleb speaking for himself and Joshua. And the other guys spoke together and delivered their own report. We are not able. So, the ten said, we cannot defeat them. The two said, we can't but defeat them. We can't but defeat them. They sound similar, but there was a, there's, there's a slant to it. We can't defeat them. We can't but defeat them because we are not alone. Because somebody is sending us. Because somebody has decided to make us stronger. I don't know if somebody is following me this morning. We can't defeat them. We cannot defeat them. The majority. We can't but defeat them. Just two. And in life, that's how we break out into camps. That's how we break out into camps. I need to follow what I'm saying here this morning seriously. Don't get distracted. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just trying to make this sound great. I want you to know that God wants to bring a series of shifts into your life this year. And the only way to appropriate that is to believe, to choose what to believe. One of the greatest opportunities that we have as human beings is the capacity to make choices. Yeah. And to stay with the choices that we have made. The capacity to make choices and stay with the choices that we have made. See, you can be in church like this and everything that is being said is just that somebody is talking. You are not connecting with it. Somebody is just talking. And then the service will finish, and then you walk away. And do the same thing, the same way. The same report that made you cry before is making you cry. The same place where you have been stuck, you are still stuck there. Meanwhile, there's provision in the word of God 
to lay hold on the word of God and experience radical shift. Yeah. Just experience radical shift. Because you ask yourself a question. What made the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the other ten? One of the greatest areas where the difference came from is attitude. Yeah. It's attitude. Because somebody, some people come to church just to mark register. Some of those people went to spy the place. Just, let's just follow them. When I hear from three people, whatever they are saying, that's the, so just join. You know. Some of them had no individual opinion about the place. They just saw that some people were cringing and they joined them to cringe. They never internalized the things that Moses told them, nor the things that they had seen God do to the tribe of Israel. Glory be to Jesus. We cannot defeat them. The ten said. We can't but defeat them. The two said. Which camp do you belong to? Which report are you dealing with? Which report are you dealing with? And whose report have you chosen to believe? It's very, very important. Consider David. David, the king of Israel in the Bible. David at the Valley of Elah in 1 Samuel 17 had also another opportunity to choose which report he will believe. David's information this time around was based on physical, tangible evidence of a man, a man that he could see. Because everything around us is speaking to us. You go to work tomorrow, the situation at work is speaking to you. Situation at home speaking to us. We just need to choose which report we believe and how we see ourselves and how those reports make us see ourselves. That's the important thing. David saw Goliath. The report was terrible. In 1 Samuel 17, when you read from verse 4 to 7, the message translation, I love the description of Goliath there. Message translation, 1 Samuel 17, 4 to 7. This is how Goliath was described. A giant nearly 10 feet tall stepped out from the Philistines' line into the open. Goliath of God. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was dressed in armor, 126 pounds of it. He wore bronze shin guards and carried a bronze sword. His sword was like the fence rail, like a fence rail. His spear, spear tip alone weighed over 15 pounds. His shield bearer walked before him. See, when the problem as an assistant. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know how that made David feel. When only you showed up. And your problem had an assistant as a PA. Yeah. That e- enough, you know, because you just think, can I even deal with the assistant, let alone the main person? Goliath, with all that intimidating physique and every, all the resources at his, at his disposal, he still had an assistant. Somebody who was assisting him to carry 
is a shield bearer. So you can imagine somebody carried a shield in front of him. Both the shield and the person, both of them were the shield for him before you can even reach him. Yeah. There was the shield, there was the human behind the shield, and then there was Goliath himself. And only David was standing. And only David without resources. Yeah. Look at how they describe Goliath's, you know, tools. Like the fence rail, his spear, his, his, you know, his, everything. Goliath himself, 10 feet, about 10 feet tall. And David was standing there. Young boy, nothing. I'm just saying this to make somebody understand today that the reason why you cringe behind or in front of a bad report or with a bad report is not really the size of the report or the issue. It's not the amount of money. It is the person. Yeah. The size of the person and the source of the person and where the person is seen from is more important than the size of the indebtedness or the resources that is needful. Are you still with me today? David looked at Goliath when all the other chaps were saying, it's too big, it's going to kill us. David said, it's too big, my stone cannot miss him. Yeah. You can't be targeting something that is this massive and miss it. And David believed that this stone is good enough. I'm going to start with it. Because God can pour his grace on this stone and bring down this Goliath. And that's what I'm saying to somebody here. When God has decided to make you stronger than your adversary, whatever you have in your hand is good enough. If only you will believe the report of the Lord. If only you will believe the report of the Lord. If somebody here, if somebody's hearing me this year that God said he's shifting you to a new level and you believe it. And you believe that he's made you stronger. Whatever is in your hand, you need to throw that in first. You can imagine David sizing himself against Goliath and saying, ah, where will I get this kind of shield from? Where will I get this? Ah, let me go and prepare and come back. In fact, for you to know that David believed that it's not the size of the problem. It is the size of God that spoke to him. Even when Saul brought his armor to David, Saul's armor was not at the level of Goliath's armor, but at least it was better than nothing. David refused it. He refused it. Because he knew that this strength is not going to come from the size of what I have or what I can run to. It's in the size of the God who has made me strong. I see that same God putting his hand on you this year. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I said in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse number 1, he said, who is like a wise man? Who knows the interpretation of a thing? He said, a man's wisdom makes his face to shine and the standards of his face shall be changed. Who is like a wise man? Who knows the interpretation of a thing? How do you interpret issues when they come to you? That's the key thing, really. Yeah. Two people interpreted the promised land. They saw all the good things that were there. They chose to close their eyes to the giants, knowing that if God said he would give us the land, Giants notwithstanding will take charge of the land. While some of the people saw the place, the only thing they saw were the giants. Though they acknowledge that truly 
The fruit of the land was big. You can read Numbers 13 when you get home. Read it, the whole chapter. They acknowledged some good things about the place, but they insisted that because of the giants, we're not able. Some people will say, look, I know there's money in that business. You know, I, I know, you know, this, this, if only I can try, this thing will work out. But, the moment you bring the bot there, it talks about your interpretation. Can you let me tap your neighbor this morning and ask your neighbor, how are you interpreting things around you? Yeah. How are you interpreting the issues in your marital destiny? Yeah. Are you allowing them to overwhelm you? Or do you believe the report of the Lord and the word of God to you? That God is shifting things for you. That the strength of God is overshadowing you. And that this issue is not going to last forever. Because if you believe that, it affects how you move. It affects what you do. It affects how you interpret things. Who is like a wise man? Who knows the interpretation of a thing? Joshua and Caleb interpreted the information in the light of what God has promised. Simple. God has promised us the land, we go for it. Giants notwithstanding. That's all. He's promised us the land, we go for it. Giants notwithstanding. That was their interpretation. And they, they, they went for it. And they, they, they chose to see only the good part of it. So they were not reliant on the strength, on their strength, but on God's strength. They had the accurate evaluation of God's strength and knew the inhabitants of Canaan were bred for them. What is ahead of you this year that when you think about it, you sigh? You, you, you know, you just, you just, this, you, 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 you know, there are certain things you think about them and you just pack them aside. You don't want to think. Yeah. How, how do you think about Goliath? You can just imagine David, you need a presence of mind that only God can give to even decide to think. Yeah. Because there are certain issues that confront us. There's no need for thinking. Just start running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the truth is that if only you will stop and think, a way can show up. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But some, the moment you feel, run, 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 this is the only instinct. That's why in Lagos, when there are issues in Lagos, have you noticed? You confront people who are running, ask them, why are they running? They don't know. Yeah. You meet people, you know, everybody's running, everybody, and you are bold enough to stop and say, what's happening there? I don't know, everybody's just running. I just run. Because the human instinct is, if some, something looks like danger, just run, don't think. And because of that, a lot of things I've been destroyed in time past. I remember many, many years ago when we had this bomb blast. I used to live on the mainland then. I remember where I was that day. I was, I was, I was in my car around K2. Then I used to drive a Volvo 240. You know that Volvo? Yeah. The one that when you rev it once, four liters has gone. Yeah. <laughs> that was my car. And I used to just manage... You know, so I, I, I took a shortcut around K2 because there was traffic backing down from the toll gate area. I used to live uh, around um, 
that going out of Lagos, that uh, where around that Magodo area of Shangisha side, I think. Yeah. So this particular day was a Sunday evening. Yeah. For people that remember, it was a Sunday evening. I was going to check out a particular house fellowship that I was supervising around K2. So I took a detour from the, the, around the Togate area and went in there. And we just started hearing, boom! Boom! They, so the first person I asked said, they said, Biafra. <laughs> come back. <laughs> that was <laughs> the war. Because when you are hearing, you know, consistent explosion and it's, you know, bomb explosion, I mean, they got, see the way people were running. Yeah. The reason why traffic backed down from Togate was because people have, have, have abandoned their cars. I'm telling you the truth. They had abandoned their cars and they had started running. <laughs> running to the bush. When you look, we looked towards Maryland, you know, that or just aside, you know, the cantonment was somewhere around there. You just see smoke in the air. Yeah. All kinds of gist. Some people said, you know, military has taken power. All kinds of things, and people were running. I just thought to myself, this is not making sense. I need to find out what was going on. So I eventually found a way to drive to that house fellowship center. The whole place was blocked. I left my car the street before, locked up my car, and then went into the, the house. The couple lived there. And the moment I got in there, what's really going on? Ah, they said, Pastor. We have tried to watch TV to find out. They're just playing music. <laughs> you know, we checked all the radio stations. No information. There was actually no information. So everybody was trying to play safe. Yeah. It wasn't until about, I was there till almost midnight because there was nowhere to go. Yeah. It wasn't about, maybe about past 11 that one TV station started talking about what may be happening. You know what happened that day? Some people started running from Maryland, running, you know, towards it's a lot. People ran into swamp. Many people, there was, many people died afterwards. In the place where the bombs were exploding, there wasn't much, you know, people were evacuating and all that. People were far away, were dying. People were far away from Maryland, lost their property. People in Maryland were okay. Yeah, I had friends who lived in Maryland. Even my wife was living in Maryland that time. People were okay. People were the closest to it because what? Lack of information or lack of proper interpretation of what was going on. That's the effect that we get. Yeah. Can you let me ask your neighbor, what's going on around you? Are you interpreting it properly? You know it's possible for a woman to destroy a marriage for lack of proper interpretation. A man is frustrated because of business. And a woman chooses to internalize it. That is because I put on weight. That's why the man is not smiling again. And problem will start. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. 
That's how powerful interpretation is. Yeah. How are you interpreting the issues around your life? Yeah. It's extremely important. You know, it's possible for your boss to come to work on Monday morning and because he didn't greet you properly, you thought the report you submitted on Friday was rubbish. Meanwhile, his wife literally cursed him before he left home. That's why he didn't, he didn't have presence of mind for anything. And before you know it, you are going to change the report. When you have done the right thing, you do now do the wrong thing. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. We need to trust God for grace to interpret the things going on around our lives properly. It's one of the greatest ways by which you can step into your promised land and take new territories overlooking the harassments of the devil. Your assessment of your strength versus the strength of the enemy determines whether you will go up against them or not. Your assessment of your individual resources right now against what you need to step into that business to do this new thing is what determines whether you're going to move or not. If you keep checking only your bank account, you know I've said this year, God will give us real estate, you know, and if you keep checking only your bank account before you go and check out a land, you may not check out anything the whole of this year. That's the truth. Because you need to be able to interpret what's going on around you properly. Your assessment of your strength versus the strength of your enemy determines whether you will go up against them or not. So, let me say this in closing. In assessing your strength, be mindful of the company that you keep. The people in the company of the ten, some of them, like I said, they didn't have to think. The decision was made for them. Yeah. But for Joshua and Caleb, it was different. It was different. It was different. In Numbers 14, when you read from verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, And all the congregational congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night because they chose to believe the report of the ten. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God we had died in the wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to, fail, to, to fall by the sword? That our wives and our children should be prey, should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. That was their full interpretation. Let's go back to slavery. Meanwhile, when you read verse 8 and 9, this was the report of the people who were saying properly. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. He said, only rebel not 
against the Lord, neither fear the, the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Somebody say bread. bread. Yeah. They are bread for us, and nobody's afraid of bread. Have you ever been afraid of bread? Yeah, that's interpretation. Yeah. So they are bread for us, and their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. As I close this morning, I want to ask you, please beware of the captains that are appointed to lead you back to Egypt. Yeah. There are captains that are already appointed. The devil appoints captains that lead people back to Egypt. People will tell you, is it people like you? Respect yourself. And just stay on your lane. Stay where you are. Yeah. When people talk like that, when you bring your dreams to them, when you try to show them the report, then know that these are captains appointed by the devil. Are you still with me this morning? Beware of the captains that are appointed by the devil to lead you back to Egypt. They made up their mind. We will appoint captains to us. They will lead us back to where we are coming from. And it's all about what you are hearing. Who is helping you to interpret? Because whoever helps you to interpret may constitute a captain leading you to the promised land or leading you back to Egypt. As we go into this new week, I want you to pray and trust God to give you the accurate interpretation of the things that are going on around your life right now and the information available to you to make your next most important decision. Who is like a wise man? Who knows the interpretation of a thing? That means the difference between a foolish person and a wise person is interpretation. 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 Will somebody pray this morning? Lord, give me accurate interpretation of the issues that are most important around my life right now. Give me accurate interpretation. Accurate interpretation. I want you to lift up your voice right now and just speak to God. I don't know, maybe it's around marriage, maybe it's around business, maybe it's around your spiritual life, maybe there's something you're struggling with. Lord, give me accurate interpretation. Give me accurate interpretation. Help me to understand what you are doing in this area, that I may know how to position, that I may know what to do. Will you ask for a better interpretation of what's going on in your career path right now? Will you ask, why, why are they asking me to move to a new unit? Why this insistence on being transferred? Lord, is it time to move or is there something that you are doing that I need to be able to interpret this season properly? Somebody may need to pray, Lord, why is this woman misbehaving? Why is that man misbehaving? Will you give me an accurate interpretation of what is going on here? That I may not miss my appointment in destiny. That I may not miss my new level in Christ Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we bless you this morning. Thank you for a new week with our paths flooded by your light. That confusion may not be able to stay with us again in the name of Jesus. We thank you for grace to interpret the issues around us properly. 
Open our eyes to see what you have prepared for us. Open our eyes to see resources that are not visible. Open our eyes to see and to know and to acknowledge you better. And help someone this week to start to take the right steps in the right direction. That like David of old, we will run towards Goliath and not run away from Goliath. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That like Joshua and Caleb, we will insist that we are well able to take new territories. Lift your two hands with me this morning. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus and in agreement of faith for everyone confronting a new territory. I ask everlasting Father, open our eyes, open our hearts, help us to interpret issues properly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we invite you into these affairs. Give us revelation knowledge, the one that is not available to regular human mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Help us to see further. Help us to see better. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is confusing other people. And bringing fear into their heart. Help us to keep a heart that is free of fear. Lord this morning. I stand against the spirit of fear. And I break his hold over every heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If there is anyone here this morning with an evil report that is medical. Something that they said would take your life. I stand against the spirit of death this morning. And I break his hold over your life. I decree in the name of Jesus and according to the word of the Lord. With long life it will satisfy you. And continually show you his salvation. I decree today that sickness is not unto death is that the Son of God may be glorified in the name of the Lord Jesus. So receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we choose to believe your report today. Your report says we are healed. Your report says we are made whole. Your report says you will supply our needs according to your riches and glory. And because there's no lack around you, we trust God for someone who needs resources to step into a new level in business, a new level on that project, to bring a project to divine completion. We're asked today, let the heavens open. Resources beyond money. Influence from all around the world. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word says you are the God who calls the ravenous board from the east and the man that executes your counsel from a far country. On the behalf of someone here this morning, I decree whatever resources have been made available from around the world, ravenous birds from the east, men and women that will execute your counsel from far countries, let their paths begin to cross with our hope. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open somebody's eyes to see resources beyond their means. In the name of the Lord Jesus, everyone whose heart you are touching to release resources, give us a divine encounter with them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, Father, for many testimonies of taking new territories in this 2018. In the precious name of Jesus. If you are blessed this morning, put your hands together, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Last day this morning.